this guy was a real jerk. How, how, how long can Hugo be walking? Chomp, 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 chomp. Oh, you're such a dick, David. Okay, everybody, put on your corpse handling gloves. You what? Uh, Hoodie Picasso. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Uh, whether you're joining us on your favorite audio platform or YouTube, we're here to entertain you as me. I'm Dr. Bryce Hanson. I hold a PhD in spookology, and across from me sits... I'm David Doy, the foremost expert in scare no-nos. Holy moly, we have... Wow, what a... What an episode we have for you guys. It's going to be exciting today. It's a great show today. Seeing one of the most buzzed about horror movies, uh, underline that word movie, uh, in recent years, Skinamarink. We'll be reviewing Skinamarink. So uh, if you haven't, go on to, down to YouTube and, and watch us on, uh, on YouTube because that's where you'll get the full experience of this episode. And uh, if you're new to the show... You should know that we have a website called HorrorMovieTalk.com. There you'll find links to all of our stuff, and especially a link to our Patreon. Uh, please, oh, I should probably have pulled this up. Uh, we've got a couple new members on our Patreon that we want to thank for their support. On our Patreon, you get access to patron-exclusive content like uh, our Afterpod, where we discuss, um, you know, what's going on in our lives. Uh, but thanks to Jackson K, Grant B, uh, Alyssa, and others. And more. And more uh, for joining our Patreon. Go check that out and see all the different perks you can get. Um, we post new episodes every... It is Wednesday, my dudes. Every Wednesday, if you want to call and leave us a voicemail, uh, if you have any questions about the production or, you know, just the concept of, of horror movie talk or our opinions on, on things, give us a call at 682-253-4468. Uh, we start out every episode by giving a brief synopsis and review. We score the movie on a scale of 1 to 10. The movie. 1 being a miserable judge where it makes you angry that you watched it uh five being an average film that hits all the expected marks and 10 being so good it transcends genre boundaries after we give our score we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive about what we liked and hated about the film and uh in the case of uh skinnamarink uh we're going low effort on this episode for no apparent reason uh but well it's i mean really what we got going on here is the scariest possible scenario um, in angles. We're really pulling it all in here. Um, you know, we're really we have we have all the gradients from light to dark. Uh huh. Um, also, some active grain in mm -hmm. uh, in our shots mm -hmm. here on YouTube. Uh, I don't uh, I don't love this this concept. I got to tell you, I didn't like it the first time I saw. It. I don't love it now. Um, but it's, I'm told it's what the kids want. Uh, so, uh, so I mean, the kids love Skinamarink, David. Dude, I'm just something, trying to give them what they want. Something happened. Let's get it. Let, let, let's get into this. What's the synopsis for this bad boy? 
<laughs> well, okay. I, I guess the joke is is old. I, I guess I'll just change cameras just a second. Okay. There we go. Oh, okay, thank so you. we went to see Skinamarink, and um, it wasn't a movie. So, um, I mean, don't see it if you want to see a movie, because that's not what it is at all. Oh, well, wait. What, 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 what is it? If not a movie, what? Uh, well, go check out our YouTube channel. Uh, this is kind of what it is. You, you know, it is. You know, that's what it was. This, I was thinking that I don't like this so much. Why are we doing this? And now you're kind of bringing it back. I'm kind of starting to remember why I didn't um, why I didn't like well, this this concept so much. It's uh, I remember where I'm remembering this concept from. It was from the movie Skinnerink. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Skinnerink can be found in theaters um and also leaked online what happened was this this got uh i i think okay so here's the the like a little bit of the uh the thing behind this movie is it was in uh some you know festivals and then it somehow accidentally got leaked bryce and then millions of people viewed it and it became a thing which some might say is the only way skinnering could become a thing <laughs> it you know it's almost as if somebody realized the the strength of the thing they produced and then found a workaround to make it into a big thing <laughs> right mm. yeah and now we are ponying on to that mm -hmm. this is a leaked episode <laughs> this is a leaked leaked episode of horror movie time <laughs> This is a bootleg, bootleg episode. Um, okay, so let's let's uh, give the synopsis yeah. view. So I'm just going to go ahead and quote IMDb their yes. synopsis because I do. think that's a really good starting point. Um, it says, two children wake up in the middle of the night to find their father is missing and all the windows and doors in their home have vanished." Okay, before we go on, I'm so glad. I read that, and I was like, that sounds awesome. I want to see how they do that, because that, it's like those, it brings to mind those liminal spaces, video games, um, yeah. like just, you know, spaces that can't exist in reality, mm -hmm. and the fact that it's dealing with the terror of a child not being able to find their parents. There's a lot of stuff going on in this premise right. that is the synopsis for IMDb. Um, much like the movie, this synopsis is a scam. Like, this isn't even really true because... None of this happens. There's... They, maybe they wake up. I will say half of it's true so yeah. <laughs> the two children do wake up in the middle of the night uh -huh. they do find their father is missing kind of kind of uh and then all the windows and doors of the in their home have vanished is just patently false because we know that those windows and doors exist because that's what is in the movie for i'm not even exaggerating 90 percent of the film it's okay. It's shots of tops of doorways and windows. It's shocking 
that this is a one sentence synopsis and fifty percent of it is just a lie. And this is IMDb. This is what the world Googles when they when they're looking up the storyline of uh, Skinnerink. But patentedly half of that storyline, a very simple storyline, is just simply untrue. Right. So a more accurate depiction. Or, sorry, more accurate description of Skinnerink is shots of nothing with no narrative and the occasional jump scare to scam you into thinking it's something. Mm. Uh, there are two children, but to mm-hmm. say the movie is about them is to say The Shining is about the twins. They're there for the same purpose as everything else in the film, to be vaguely creepy, um, and in, in their case, to be the victims, um, and kind of a... Uh, source of innocence and, um, you know, right. something to prey upon. Right. Uh, as the runtime drags on, the audience realizes that there is a nefarious presence behind everything, pulling the strings with evil intent that's never fully explained. And that presence is the director. <laughs> uh, I get what this is. It's challenging. It's an art film uh, it, that plays with emotions and expectations in a way that it is undeniably uncomfortable and creepy. Uh, yeah. Like, I want to give it its due. It and- hides behind that so... It's... Oh, God. Like, it's, oh, it hides behind that so much. So, <laughs> it's just so... It is, this is so annoying because it, it because the because anybody who loves this film is just gonna is just gonna go. You just didn't get it. You just get it. Didn't get it. No, I, I, I get it. It's very very plainly visible for even the most the, the lowest IQ participant in this mo- movie <laughs> will will say, oh okay, they're going for like a. An art piece, but, right? But it's just hiding behind that. It's it's the it's the most the the emperor lost his clothes situation I have ever ever seen ever. And everybody's just going to stand there and be like, oh, "It's a masterpiece." And when it's just not, I mean, you could accomplish the same thing in an art gallery with a bunch of still pictures. It's not a movie. It doesn't do the things that a movie needs to do because that's what movies are. Uh, here's here's the thing. Um, when I say this is an art film, I mean that like uh, literally. Like if you have ever gone, have you ever gone to like a museum of modern art, David? I was just at one the other week. Um, have you ever seen? Are they ever showing videos or, or showing like a film? In sure. Those? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they'll have like uh, yeah. There's all kinds of different. I mean, it's all a bunch of con- conceptual stuff, right? It's right. Almost, you know, like art is some big conceptual thing, right? So, right. This is like one of those videos that's in a uh, modern art museum to where. You're not supposed to watch the full thing. It's not like when you sit down in a museum and it like gives like a documentary, you know, on Mount St. Helens or something, and and it runs uh, repeatedly over and over again, where you come in halfway and you're like, well, I'll just right. sit until I get to the point that, um, no, like an art museum film will just have you know like an eyeball or you know 
liquid leaking onto right. something. Right. And there's not really a beginning, there's not really an end, but it's showing you something to make you feel something. You know? Right. Um, even like you could look to people like David Lynch or uh, oh, yeah. their like short films. Um, a lot of them are non-narrative and very... Um, even his least, even Lynch's least narrative films are eons more narrative than this. Um, which is to say they respect the, the medium of filmmaking to some degree, right? Which is the audience has a finite amount of attention to give. Right. And you need to keep them there. Now, that's not to say that this has clearly worked on right. many people. This is con- this is enough for for pe- for listen, if you love Skin Marink, fucking good on you, bro. Like I'm very happy that you were able to get something out of this. And I'd be lying if I said that there weren't parts in this that were bone-chilling to me. Like uh-huh. I was creeped out. Right. For sure, in a few parts of this, until for maybe the first twenty minutes, until I until I got the concept and realized that that was all there was to give, and right. we had another hour and twenty minutes left um, of this same thing. Then uh, then it became tedious and horrible. Um, but if it worked for you, fucking great. And don't listen to us because it is art. And art is subjective, and no one can be right about it necessarily. But we're here to tell those of those of you who sometimes agree with our opinions, our opinion, because for some reason you respect our opinion. So right. there, there it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it is a thing um, to say that it's not successful at what it's aiming to do. I think that's also disingenuous. I think um, it does get a reaction, you know. And when people, like, say, like, what is art? And, you know, it's like it really depends on the art is your reaction to it, you know. And uh, it it was an experience. However, it does feel like a scam. (laughs) Uh, it blows my mind that this was shown in theaters. Like, that's the most astounding thing to me. Like, even given the narrative of it being a viral sensation and having all this buzz around it, it it it, it defies logic that regal cinemas or any anyone that owns a movie theater would screen this and be like, yeah, this will work. Um, it, it, I'm truly astonished. Yeah, and this. that's kind of the most amazing thing about the experience is it defies all logic that it exists as a commercial product mm-hmm. um, within the world of commerce of screening films. It, it exists, and it defies all logic that people will come and watch it. Um. And part of that is being scammed into it and being told that it's something and <laughs> being tricked 
into experiencing something that, you know, every uh, film-going experience that you've had throughout your life sets up the expectations of, you know, the contract between a viewer and a uh, theater or filmmaker and the bounds in which that lays. And this, uh, frankly, just shatters those expectations. And um, <clears throat> to an extent, we're, I mean, we are being proven wrong a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it's it, uh, budget, it was made for $15,000. Confoundingly, this costed $15,000 to make. Uh, I could do this on a cheap Android phone uh, with, uh, you know, with some some video production software at the end. Um, and it has made over a million dollars. Right. Yeah. Um, Expect so, to see Skinamarink 2. <laughs> Can you imagine what that movie would be? See, here's the thing. Skinamarink 2. Touch grass, kid. And then it's just shots of grass growing. Oh, oh Skinamarink 2 is just watching the grass grow. Skinamarink 2. See, that's the thing where they could go with it. Which they could make an actual like more narrative movie and have it be the most Lynchian, weird, like, eraserhead type shit. Mm. Um, but have it, like, I mean, anything in terms of narrative added or, like, explanation added in a sequel would be, like, this is amazing. Because you've, you've set up the expectation of nothing. And... Uh, no, it would feel like you'd have a bunch of Skinnerink uh, purists be like, oh, right. "I thought it did too much, trying <laughs> too hard." So overall, my takeaway, you know, and I have to weigh between the uh, you know art house lover and the the delight that I would, you know, I get from like someone being ballsy enough to do this and the enjoyment you know what or the the like i can't say enjoyment but the experience of watching this film was very unique probably one of the most unique theater going experience of i've ever had this will be up there with like blair witch you went to see this in theaters huh or or um so um like jackass like seeing that in a theater is such a notable experience that nothing else you'll see in theater will be like it um in terms of like your setup and the like what you're expecting going in and and like what you're given i take that all into account and the bottom line for me is that this film makes me angry Mm. i was angry that it's considered a movie I was angry at how cheap the gimmicks were. I was angry that it was still somehow effective. I, I mean, I was angry that it worked uh, on me. Yeah. In in times, I was but mostly. I was just angry that I watched it. Like that's that's what I come away with. And yeah, I noticed you were angry because the first thing you said was, "What did you do to me? Why did you you do this to me, David?" <laughs> I was like, "I didn't do this to you. You." Like, I just told you about the movie. This is one of those where, like, sometimes what will happen 
with David and me is that, like, I'm not, like, super deep into, the like, every film that's talked about mm-hmm. in the horror rings. And, like, I just look at what's coming up on Fandango. You know, mm-hmm. like what's what have I seen trailers for? What's coming up? Like what in general are the major studio releases coming out? Um, and because it's it's like an ocean, like yeah. even if you just opened up yourself every week to be like, hey, let's cover let's uh, assess what we should cover that came out new on every streaming platform and theaters and yeah, whatever. And it's like. No, there's like 50 horror movies coming out every day on right. Amazon that are, you know, independent releases or whatever. Uh-huh. So every once in a while, David will be like, hey, there's a lot of buzz around this movie that I've never heard of in my life. And I've never seen anyone on our Facebook mention it or anything. And it's always, almost always, it's like, it's on Shutter, <laughs> And like... I think you've always been a, a bigger fan of Shutter as a, the actual streaming platform than I have. Like, I just, I don't know. Uh, I let, I think to a certain extent, I let commerce guide me to like, is this worth my time? Well, uh, then, 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 you have been guided correctly, right? So, and yeah, it happens every once in a while where I'm like, I've I've never heard of this movie. Like, I. I I've never seen a considerable amount of people talking about it, and I don't know if that's just, I'm just blind to it or if I'm just not talking to the same people or something. But this will definitely be the one I go back to and be like, I'm not going to get skin and ranked again. <laughs> I'm going to trust my gut. I I think I think I mean, well, that's a silly thing. I I think that's a I think that's a, you're 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 unable to see through your anger right now because. It is what people are talking. I mean, you, all you have to do is look at our DMs and look at all the DMs that are like, have you seen Skinnamarink? There's like four or five people that have asked us specifically, are you going to cover Skinnamarink? And, so, <laughs> and so it's what the people want. And I hope you do get Skinnamarinked again because we want to do what the people want to hear about. So, I mean, and that does sometimes mean... Does sometimes mean that you're going to watch a movie you don't like. You're a movie reviewer. I know. And so and so, well, I, yeah. Like I get it. I don't. I I, I get that it's um, it wasn't cool of me to blame you, but I was angry and I had to blame someone. You're still angry. Uh, I'm still angry. I'm calmer than you are. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, anyways, like, and it's kind of the perfect example of our scale. Like, this will this will stand as <laughs> the example of when I say in our boilerplate, uh, one being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry that you watched it. Mm. I can point to Skin and Rink. I was angry while I was watching it. I was like, what? I was gonna say. I was like, God damn it! Like I. Think- I- Let's compare this against some of our other very uh, disliked movies. So, like, Bryce really, truly despised Tetsuo the Iron Man. Right. Um, Compare Tetsuo to Skinnamarink. Tetsuo is basically Citizen Kane compared to Skinnamarink. (laughs) 
see, it's a logarithmic thing that right. happens where, where like, a Tetsuo for Bryce can be a one, and Skinnamarink is like a point zero 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 one. Um, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Tetsuo, the Iron Man, is, like, does so much um, compared to Skinnamarink. Uh, but it's not scary, strangely enough. Like, so let me, let me kind sh- of is. Let me look at. Um, I don't have every episode, but I've got our slender ratings, man. like up to. Well, I guess it's just two thousand. Um, wait, do I have? I have two thousand and two thousand one. Let me go over what our lowest scores are. Okay. Yeah, I give this a one for sure. Like this is, and and my my reasoning for that is um, is it just it's not it, it look it, it would be fine as something else, but a, but a full feature length film, an hour and forty minutes of the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again is just it's just. It's just never ending. It feels like ten thousand years, and if that's the purpose of it, great, you accomplished it. But I hate it, mm-hmm. um, and and it's not for me. Uh, that being said, it was scary. Like there were parts where I was like, Jesus Christ, what is going on? And then, but then I caught on. You know, it's like it fooled me for a while, um, and that's part of what being scared is. You know, it's like, what's happening? Where are we going? What's going to happen? But it does never progress past that, um, really, and so it's just it's just mundane and tedious, and uh, it's uh, it it is a vibe, as the kids say, and yeah. uh, and I have no room for this vibe anymore. So that's why it's a one for me. What are our other? Okay, so here's ones? here's the other other notable ones. In 2020, we only had one one. Uh, and that was rats. Oh, rats is is a fucking yeah, is a masterpiece compared to this, right? Um, and then in 2021, we had a couple that you scored one. Well, I don't know you you didn't even see Anna and the Apocalypse, so that no, that was uh, that must yeah, have that been the guest host score. Kate. but you gave the Ginger Dead Man a one or Emma, I guess. Uh, yeah, the Ginger Dead Man. Wow, I would I would have loved to see the Ginger Dead Man. Right, uh, and I gave the number twenty three a one. Yeah, it was bad too. Yeah, the, oh boy, actually the number twenty three <laughs> <laughs> is the number twenty three worse than Skinnamarink. It's not worse. It's definitely better than Skinnamarink. But of all the ones you've named so far, it's the closest to me being <laughs> angry about it. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Yeah. So I mean that's what we're dealing with. And to put it put it on that scale of like when you're like scoring a movie film a film yeah, it's logarithmic. Like this this doesn't even compare and and so yeah, anyways. Horrifying. Horrifying. Um it'll make you feel things, just not the things that you want or expect. Um, the things that you want and expect are things that will delight you. Things like t-shirts from nightchannels.com. No. No? Uh Uh-uh. Okay, well, 
things like our Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com slash horror movie talk. Um, thing you should know is that if you're listening to commercials like this or like the ones inserted into our feed, uh, you should know you don't have to. If you go to Patreon.com and sign up to be a patron at a certain level, you'll get early access to our episodes as soon as we uh, finish editing them. And you get no ads. No ads, baby. Yeah, uh, lots of extras. Yeah. You should check out horrormovietalk.com slash shop. We've got a couple T's. Uh, David, do you want to show the t- the logo, the uh, T-shirt you're wearing? It's, uh, yeah, it's, well, boy, it's hard to get it in this camera angle. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah. No. Oh, hey! If you guys haven't uh, haven't looked at our um, YouTube channel, we have a 1,000 subscriber bash um, video up, and it's just fabulous. It's uh, it's 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 very exciting. So go check that out too. Yeah, way. between between that video and this video, you'll see just the possibilities are <laughs> endless with YouTube. A chasm of difference. <laughs> um. We want to thank our resident artist, Dustin Goebel, for providing the artwork every week for our episodes. He takes commissions from you if you contact him on Instagram, at dgoebel00. That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0. Contact him. And several of our listeners have contacted him and got pretty awesome commissions. Um, If you want to call him, leave us a voicemail. If you have any questions, call us at 682-253-4468. Thanks again for listening. Let's get into spoilers. Whoa. Jesus Christ. There's a lot going right, on back. over there. <laughs> it was rattling. That was oh. the jump scare of the episode. Oh, I just be- <laughs> I'm just barely hanging in here. So, what else is there to say about Skinnamarink? Let's spoil this movie, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was something that really drew me out of this movie. Um, you know, it said it took place in 1995 for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it showed a bunch of Legos all over the place. Yeah, those um, were not 90s Legos at all. No, but there were Legos from, like, you know, there was one of those Lego brick separators. Uh-huh. Um, and that those weren't introduced until 2011, so I was just really pulled out. Yeah, that was bullshit. Yeah, I was like, was. What, "What the fuck is this? Who, who is the continuity expert in this fucking shit?" <laughs> Did someone get fired over this? I'd really uh, whoever yeah, was in charge of that. Uh, yeah, must have and, a real red face right now. Yeah. Uh, by the way, and by the way, any any Canadians out there will know this is the truth. You know, hockey fans. At the beginning of the film, back the back of the midnight blue Edmonton Oilers jersey is is shown. But if you are any kind of anybody in the world, you'll know that the Oilers were still using their royal blue jerseys in '95. Midnight blue uniforms weren't unveiled until the following year. Mm-hmm. So, a whole year off. I sure hope someone got fired for this blunder. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to say, but uh, but it's not good. Um, yeah, so this is the kind of movie that you scramble to IMDb 
for any information whatsoever to explain like what just happened and it's not super helpful um (laughs) (laughs) how could it be yeah um okay here's here's the background for for my viewing experience because i think it adds to it and it explains a little bit of my anger Hmm. um so this last week we had a like an all company get together for like several days. So from Tuesday to Thursday, basically they flew in people from out of town, like, you know, probably over a dozen people flew Mm -hmm. them in. And several of my coworkers, I chat about horror movies and, um, at least one of them is, is a listener to the podcast. Um, and, since they were in town, I was like, hey, I got to go see this movie. No like, after, way. After work, I was like, no if anyone wants way. to go with me to see this movie. Um, oh, my God. Like, you know, you're I'm, invited. You're I am see it at 7.30 at Fox Tower in I Portland. am mortified. Mortified. And um, no. out of, like, the three or four people that I would be, like, actually people that I think would be interested in it, they're like... They decided not to come. Oh, and thank God! As I was watching this movie, I was—I'm already like very self-conscious and very like feel very awkward uh, around people. Like it was not a great experience for me this week, just because I was so in my head and like introverted and being forced into these situations where there's just a lot of people and a lot of like socializing. Wow. Are we seeing your descent into agoraphobia? Uh it's it's fully accomplished. Like it's I'm pretty much an agoraphobe now and it's even more pronounced now that um I've gone into the office this week. Um wow. But the fact that no one went, I was like, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that no one went. To that. Can you okay. imagine? Okay. No, I no, I was I, I couldn't even I couldn't even keep my mouth shut to listen to your fucking story. I was so fucking mortified. Like the thought of somebody from your work coming with you to see this absolute abject travesty of of an attempt at a movie to pay for it. Like if, if you ever do that again, here's the, here, here is the, here's the move. If you do that again, by the way, I encourage that. Like, I think that's a good thing to do. Just use the horror movie talk card to pay for their fucking tickets. So they can't, so they cannot say that they had to pay money for, for something that could potentially be as bad as Skidamarink. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was like part of it. Um, and so I go, go and see this movie and it's, it's just, it's just nothing. Uh, See, the other thing is I didn't even watch the trailer. I posted the trailer on, on Slack when I invited people, but it was the rare occasion where I was like, oh, I can go into this completely blind. I have no idea what this is at all. And I went into it and I was like, what the fuck did they put in the trailer? And I watched the trailer after I saw it. I'm like, oh, so that's like any anything that you could say happens in the movie is in the trailer. 
is in the trailer. Maybe like 10% isn't in the trailer, but mm. it doesn't matter because that 10% doesn't actually give you much. Oh, so the other thing that I that happened while I was going in, I was like I was going from the office. I didn't have like my notebook that I usually have to take notes and I was like kind of awkwardly trying to set the vol- the the screen brightness or find like a notepad that was had the black screen and I couldn't find it. And then finally I just kind of gave up. I was like it's fine. I'll watch it. I'll just experience it and I know that we Someone sent us like a pirated link to it. I can watch it again and take notes after the fact. About 20 minutes into the movie, I realized like, if I had my notepad, there's there would nothing, be nothing to take in notes it. on. There's nothing. nothing to write down. Um, uh, I, that's what I thought at the moment. But, you know, now that I think about it, like, there were things, you know, there are notable moments in the movie. Um, <sighs> barely, but they're fewer and far between, but there are things that are there to remember, I guess. Um, but all of it is so vague and some of the audio is intentionally just so garbled that, um, it's all plain with you because there's subtitles <laughs> sometimes. There's like subtitles when it wants you to understand what they're being said. And then there's other times where stuff is being said where you're supposed to understand what they're saying and it's not subtitled and it's almost impossible <sighs> to understand. I'm I'm like Bryce, I'm getting worn out hearing you talk about <laughs> this movie is so <laughs> fucking up its own ass. I can't I cannot. Like like, it's unfortunate that all these words are going to be out there, you know, in the wild, uh, public, put to my name and your name, because, uh, you know, alternatively, uh, what we could do to succeed is, uh, to you know, make a million dollars, is to just make some fucking super fucking long, boring, pretentious art piece, quote unquote, quote unquote, accidentally release it because of a glitch that has never fucking happened before <laughs> uh, 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 virally on TikTok. And then um, and then we could just make a million dollars off of a bunch of people just packing into theaters. And here's the most critical part of the whole thing. If they're all packed into a theater, and that means one of them will get it, quote unquote, get it. And then the others will be too afraid to say, I don't get it. Because they'll be like, you know, the one person who, quote unquote, got it, will be like, oh, you just didn't get it. And it's like, no, it's just a shitty version of the thing that they were, that anybody's trying. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm kicking a dead horse at this point. I, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, like all the audio is super blown out or whispered or uh, walked on. Uh, with white noise or a uh, static and uh, the the video is super overexposed uh, not uh, underexposed I should say and uh, the sharpness is turned way 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 up so that you get lots of grain and then there's a grain effect thrown over top of it it's and now there it is 
you've seen, and then there's pictures of the corners of walls and doors and upside down photos of kids. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So the movie, I, I, I want to stress this. Ninety percent of the shots are of the tops of walls transitioning into ceilings or the tops of like door frames or window frames. Like, um, no one is shown full on ever. There's there's only like really I don't know a total of five characters mm-hmm. in the full movie, and you don't see any of them. <laughs> like. Uh, yeah, you kind of see him. I mean, it's just we're just splitting hairs now. You know, it's like I guess, it, like you never. Do you ever see the kids' faces? I don't think you do. I don't think you do. You kind of see the mom's face in a weird shot. There's a lot of people who are likening this to like an abusive dad, which is weird because there's one part in the movie where the kids say, I don't want to talk about mom, which might, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, which I took to mean mom is mean to us, but now I guess some unfortunate thing maybe dad did to mom made made it so that she's not so great anymore. I don't know. It's so it's so vague. Yeah, it's it's there's very, very much nothing to latch on to. It relies um, on insinuation. The right. entire movie is insinuation of malice. Uh, or uh, or dread, and yeah. uh, and that's and it's effective to the degree that that can be an effective on its own with nothing else. Um, but it's it it is only that there is no story, there is only vague insinuations uh, to what might have happened or is happening. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna just go ahead and straight up steal this from Reddit. So there's this Reddit user M Harris GGG um, that wrote in the the horror subreddit comments about Skinnamarink, and this is probably the best like take or summary of of the of the movie. Um, so Skinnamarink is not interested in telling a story or holding a cohesive narrative. Instead, the film is set out to create a mood. Um, that is what it's like to be alone at home at night as a child put to screen and did a very good job of capturing that feeling. Uh, yeah. It's debatable. Um, and he says, this is an experimental horror film and filmmaking taken to an extreme. The cinematography stretches the limits of what a watchable film is. Camera angles are intentionally disorienting. Shots are more interested in the corner of a room than what's going on in the room. You never get a good look at any of the characters. At best, you see their feet or a glimpse from uh, glimpse them from behind. The audio is heavy with static and distortion. Lines are predominantly whispers or otherwise garbled and only occasionally subtitled. There are long stretches where you're watching literally nothing. And I don't mean nothing happening. I mean actually nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Boiled down almost, to most almost like something that, that any other movie would just literally cut out. Right. Yeah, boiled down to its most basic, the story centers around two children, Kaylee and Kevin, uh, that wake up one night after Kevin has a nasty tumble down the stairs, which leaves open the rest of the film to interpretation as to if any of it's real or not, to find their father missing and the doors and walls vanishing from their home. Also, he's false. Wrong on that. Like, the walls and doors are still there. The only thing that's of one door walls, disappears. There's, there's a door or a window. There's a couple times where it, like, does a cheesy 70s sound effect where it's like boing, 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 and like 
the door is gone. What, what, I mean, it, or the toilet disappears. You know, and it's jarring, but it's also uh, nonsensical. Um, like, okay, but but then, then the, anything entertaining in this movie was stolen from 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 a cartoon. Literally, right. like you couldn't put this movie on YouTube because it's all just copyright infringement. No, it's it's a uh, it's public they, domain because it's, it's so domain. old yeah. they use they use cartoons that are so old that they're literally public domain now yeah. and um and uh, and and that and that that's the entertainment within this movie is just backtracks backing audio and visual tracks of insanely old cartoons that right. add an eerie atmosphere yeah. and i don't know um as things eventually unfold, it takes its time to really start. It becomes clear that this house has been taken over by a malevolent and powerful entity. Just hearing this thing talk and interact with the children is haunting, especially if you allow yourself to get lost in the atmosphere. There's a near constant building of tension with very few releases. There are several jump scares, but they feel earned and are effective, if a bit on the loud side. Um, there's one scene where the daughter, Kaylee, goes up to the parents' room that is a big standout. A few other small moments really worked for me, too. The use of old public domain cartoons made up most of the background was effective. Um, the narrative as is, as I said, clearly not focused, uh, though the film does kind of meander to an abrupt, abrupt conclusion um, that will probably leave a lot of people unsatisfied. So... Um, I think the there's only really two super notable moments, which is when Kaylee goes upstairs to see, uh, to check on like mom and dad, because for, and this is like at the midpoint of the film, like we're like 40 minutes into seeing the tops of doorways and hearing whispered voices of kids of just like, uh, you know, where'd the doorway go? Or like, where's dad? And Kaylee goes upstairs, dad is sitting on the bed, facing away, and and then dad is really creepy and asking the the kid to look underneath the bed, um, <laughs> which is, a, in retrospect, feels like probably the ultimate troll moment of the film, because it's like, <laughs> I know, oh, you're going to look under the bed and it's literally just darkness and nothing. Like, nothing happens. It's building then, dread, Bryce. And then looks over, and, and Mom's on the other side of the bed with her ba back, you know, to the camera. And then Dad's disappear. It's very dreamlike. And we're building And then dread. we're kind of introduced to this, you know, we're, we realize that Mom's probably not really Mom, and Dad's not really Dad. Uh, someone else is speaking through them or trying to trick this kid. And hear a big, uh, kind of uh, comical chompa chompa sound, um, which I guess is this entity consuming Kaylee. But then we see a flash of this faceless girl, and this is where I'm confused because I didn't realize this that is where th you're confused. This is I didn't even realize that there was a girl in this movie. Like I. <laughs> Like saying it's Kaylee and Kevin, like I. That's the level of just like confusion that this is that you can't even like 
tie down uh, who these characters are <laughs> or, or like anything about them other than they're kids and they have legs, you know, because that's pretty much all, the only thing you see. Most kids do. And so it shows a faceless girl. Now I re- like at the end I realize it's Kaylee because the second notable um, moment in the film is when like this entity starts talking to Kevin and there's a couple lines that um, are chilling which is basically I can do anything and it's just obvious that this entity is playing with this poor little kid uh, in real nefarious ways and um, and that like there's something behind everything that doesn't make sense um and it wants to kill these kids or like torture these kids it's it's very uncertain you know and there's there's a scene where there's like splashes of blood that it's like showing that this thing is killing kevin but then also bringing him back to life because it doesn't obey the laws of time um it's very disorienting and and uh it's all around making you feel weird and gross um, it, it does that. It does do that. Uh, so this was directed by a man named Kyle Edward Ball, who in uh, in 2020 released a short horror uh, called Heck. Um, uh, and the synopsis for that is a little kid wakes up in the middle of the night to the sound of his mom's television blaring. So, I mean... What already we got just this is, as many parallels as you can have with a movie. This is it. So this Skinnerink is um, two years after that and is obviously a full feature length film. And uh, but the interesting thing that I found about this and the reason that I'm bringing it up is um, something that uh, you've heard both of us say at some point in the past. Uh, one of the review, the top review on IMDb for Heck is goes as follows. It is titled Deeply Frightening Experience. And then it goes on to say, I've watched this movie and Skinnamarink in two nights and should admit that Heck is much better at creating an atmosphere of fear and terror. In Heck, we see a, a scared child in complete loneliness who tries to do the best he can to find his mom, while children in Skinnamarink are difficult to empathize with because no emotional component is there. Scares in Heck are much more strong and deep than in Skinnamarink uh, because Skinnamarink is just pretty standard jump scares. And in Heck, we feel existential visceral fear for the child because uh, the dialogue and actions are incredibly... uh, They do well in delivering uh, the dread and helplessness of the child. Uh, It goes on to say, I think Kyle Edward Ball is very inspired by the works of David Lynch. Yeah, obviously. Uh, That poor visible space and objects using sound to create unsettling atmosphere, frightening abstractions that hide a dark meaning. Yeah, 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 yeah. So all this to say, number one, it would be much better as a um, short because there's just not a hundred and there's not a hundred and forty minutes of or an hour and 40 minutes of uh, content here. There just isn't. Um, and then also, uh, yeah, it's, it's all to the the end, to the, to the effort is all the effort in this movie is to create a, um, an atmosphere and it does that, but to what end, uh, some people like it. Uh, so I guess to that end, 
Um, some people don't, and it's something, and it gives everyone something to talk about, which is all you can really ask of art, I suppose. It's just uh, not a lot on, not a lot of meat on these bones. Like the least amount of. This is just a skeleton that has been picked raw. There is nothing here. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I will say like the thing that it was doing, like in terms of the. Um, The feel or uh, what's it called? Uh, I can't I can't remember the word, but like, but kind of the genre that it's going for is like creepy pasta videos on YouTube. You know those creepy pasta videos where it's just videos that are you know like sixty seconds long, but nothing really happens, but there's something off about it. Yeah. Um, or like a sound that's suggesting something, but you can't even put your finger on what it's suggesting. Yeah. It's like that. And then also it reminded me of that, um, those albums that I shared with you called The Caretaker, The Everywhere at the End of Time, stages one through six, where it's very avant-garde um, and like per- like this music and, and video uh, in in this that I'm talking about, like, portrays the onset of dementia and its progression over time, and it uses um, just chaos and fuzz and, and all these musical um, or these sound effects to create confusion and play with... Um, the expectations that were set beforehand in, in the music piece. And that's kind of like what this movie felt like the end stages of dementia in video form. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, and watching it and seeing it as nothing, like I realized that it's not nothing. So there's a lot of decisions that went into it. Like, um, just to be, being able to say like, this is what it's going to be is impressive. But also, like, the video fuzz, it's very particular, like, VHS, but hyper-digitalized and, like, accentuated Yeah. Um, to where it's not just, you know, grain or, you know, noise on a VHS tape. It's, like, um, undulating, yeah. weird digital filters that... Um, well, you have to do something, or else people might accuse you of being a <laughs> right. hack. You know, and and I gotta say, like to whatever effect it is, he does use it. Um, and because the other thing is that everything kind of blends into the other, and it is very disorienting because at different times with this fuzz and the darkness and and the exposure, like um, it can make colors blend into each other to where it's disorienting of you don't even know what you're looking at yeah and the final shot of the movie is is of this entity and it's just a really really vague fuzzy memory of a face yeah you kind of see through the static and um that was cool i mean i gotta say like it's it has an effect yeah um I just wish 
that it didn't use the crutch of nothing for so long. Like, I don't know what more we can say. Yeah, I think say, that is the perfect ending to yeah, this. To say that this is like, I just, I mean, it obviously, it's very obvious that this could have been just a short film and been as effective because it was, um, and possibly more effective. Um, I so. kind of, I'm kind of curious about heck. <laughs> I, I mean, that's the other thing is that I was, as I was watching it, like this does feel kind of like a, a portrayal of hell. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, if you're, and, if you ever get way too high. Yeah. This is, this is literally your experience. Um, yeah. And, and the beginning of the film when it has, this dad calling someone and telling that one of the kids fell down the stairs and bumped their head, but they're going to be fine. Like that basically is probably one of the most important things in the movie because it calls into question of, is this through that kid's perspective or like, is this, is this all in this kid's head? Cause it's, he's experienced some kind of brain damage, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, but regardless, like, it's, a, it's, it's interesting, so but I can't recommend anyone seeing it. Like, it, it, like so here's, here's the final recommendations. Who would like this? Um, I think there are people that would like it, but I don't know if I can re- recommend. Like, you have to be, like, really go in eyes open to, like, if, this yeah. is not a movie. This Let's is an art project that you're going to sit through and be bored for almost all of it. Um, yeah, if you've seen everything um, and you're just looking for something that's on the bleeding edge, uh, some might argue this is that. Uh, I, I wouldn't. Uh, if you're a big David Lynch fan, if you love to raise your head, this is much less uh, uncomfortable. Eraser head, to me anyway, achieves maximum discomfort uh, in your movie going experience. Um, and is something of a movie. Right. Um, things happen. Uh, and, uh, you know, things happen to a lesser degree in this. So if that sounds like a good time to you, um, then I'm surprised you've made it this far. Uh, because you probably like, these guys are so dumb. Uh, how? Why don't they get it? Which is a fair, you know, it's a fair thing to say. We're just, we just have our own tastes. So Right. I mean, that's that's the other thing that I got to say about the the movie going experience. Like, this was, <laughs> I was walking out, and there were these guys, um, early twenties, and they loved it. And the guy was saying, like, this is this just is a game changer. This changes everything. <laughs> and and then he's talking about like. And then there was another guy. I don't know if it was the same guy because I was taking a piss and couldn't see him. But someone was talking about like... You don't make eye contact when you pee? They, he's like, they don't make movies like this anymore. Like, with the grain? <laughs> with the I'm grain. Like, okay. This is... With the grain! <laughs> they're talking about two separate things. Film grain and this. Like, that's when they're... when the, What they're talking about when they say film grain... That they meant like oh th- like it's completely uh, shot to shit with grain <laughs> and like to where that's the only thing you can see no that's not what movies used to be this is not 
anyway. was an unintentional side effect of the media that they used to record on. It wasn't it wasn't intentional and like this, you know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it was uh it, it was anybody with any sense accepted the new thing because it produced a better product, you know, one that didn't have grain. So there you go. Yeah. Now, uh, look, listen, listen, like there, like I listen to music to like there are this in in other mediums is achievable uh, in, in different ways. Like the you got you got if you listen to bands like Portal or uh, or The Body or Thou or anything like that, you get this experience in sound and it's it's a better time because uh, well, for me, it's a better time. Again, like for you, it might be like pushing a trash can down mm -hmm. a, a flight of stairs. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. nevertheless, um, I do appreciate this in some formats, but not in, as a movie for things to look at. You're supposed to be looking at things in movies. <laughs> um, so anyway, I don't know. Yeah, there it is. There, we're, 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 what, we're done. I'm done with talking about Skin Marink. I can't kick the horse anymore. I feel like I'm taking advantage. All right. Well, thanks for everyone for listening and for our viewers on YouTube. Thank you so much for for uh, subscribing and watching the great content we have here. Uh, share the podcast with a friend, especially on Apple Podcasts. Um, leave a review. That really helps us out in the rankings for podcasts. Um, special thanks to our new patrons again, Jackson, Grant, and Alyssa. Um, and to all of our existing patrons for supporting us um, with your sweet, sweet cash. Um, we'll see you next time. If you got any uh, questions, leave us a voicemail at 682-253-4468. I'm, I'm assuming we're going to get a lot of uh, calls about Skinamarink. Anyone mm. that sees it is going to want to talk about it. Um, and anyone that probably sees this episode on YouTube might might have an opinion about it. Um for some reason. Uh, we'll see you later. Love ya. Love bye. Bye-bye. Good day, sir! Good day, sir! You lose! Wow, that didn't sound good.